A quick warning before today's show. This episode of Shallow contains references to content that some listeners may find triggering. This is in relation to the skinny is back women's body shape headlines this week. In this episode, we do mention eating disorders, self-harm and suicide, which of course is not a mentally safe space for some people. If this is you, we love you and we really respect your boundaries. And so we suggest you skip this week's episode. We'll be back here for you next week. Welcome to Shallow, I'm Elle. And I'm Becky, and this is a trans Tassin podcast about all the little things in life. In this week's episode, we are discussing the problematic heroin chic headlines, and on the lighter note, our weekly faves. So welcome back, and thanks for joining us in the Shallows again this week. Happy Wednesday, everybody! <laughs> Happy Wednesday! I think Wednesday is my favourite day of the week, or maybe Thursday. Thursday's quite fun. Mm, Thursday's the Friday, the new Friday. The new Friday. How's your week mm-hmm. going? Yeah, it's going good. Um, it's Tuesday for us at the moment, so it's half like nearly halfway. Um, but it's a beautiful week. It was a gorgeous weekend here in Sydney. Um, and yeah, the week has been so nice. I'm actually in the office filming or recording today in one of our little soundproof soundproof booths. I'm like, I hope no one walks past and makes a noise but it's fine. <laughs> um, and I have lunch soon. I'm excited to get out and have some lunch. And yeah. What's lunch? Well, I'm going to this place with um, a client, benefit client. Um, it's called Cabana Bar in the Sydney CBD. So I have that at one. So I don't know. I don't know what to expect there. I've never been. So I'm, I'm quite keen. How are you? Yum. I'm good. I'm good. I had a really nice weekend as well. Had a little birthday celebration, yep. which was nice. Yeah, tell us. Yeah. Oh, it, just, it was so nice. It was such beautiful weather. Um, So I had a yep. few friends over for some just drinks in the sun. Um, It was a really beautiful day. It was, yeah, it was really like low key. Um, Just nice to to mark mark another year. Um, So that was great. Um. And then, yeah, the rest of the weekend was just really, really chill. And then it's Tuesday afternoon here, just. So lunch after this. Yeah. I know. What are you going to have? I have some leftover chicken from last night. So I think I'm just going to have a chicken salad. Um, I've got some roast potatoes as well. Yeah. And just like put it with some greens. Delish. Yeah. So good. So so this week, um, other than sort of the weekend and everything, it's been a bit of a funny week to be to be a woman um, with some headlines that have been circulating across the internet and um, creating a lot of conversation in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of, what of was course, the headline? Should we tell everyone? I don't know if no one has seen the headline or seen the New York Post article. Um, should we bring up the headline and we can also, I, I mean, I don't know if we want to link it because we don't really want to draw attention, but yeah, I mean, it's just very problematic. Um, of course yeah. we are sort of a very much shallow about everything in the, in the, in the shallow end of life. Um, but yeah. we are a beauty and lifestyle podcast and, um, yeah. you know, when something's sort of having a, there's a big conversation about beauty standards, we definitely think it sort of falls in into our podcast remit so that the headline was bye bye booty heroin chic is back um which 
I can't believe that they actually got approved by whoever approves things at the New York Post. It is, it is just terrible. And particularly because, I mean, you know, saying what everyone else is sort of the conversations we've been having, women's body shapes aren't, um, aren't a trend, but it is scary that big media organizations having well, the heroine, the heroine chic, as they call it, era having been well documented for being um really driving sort of eating disorders and body dysmorphia um sort of issues for young women and all women sort of in the 90s and noughties is now kind of being heralded um and back back on back in magazines and sort of almost the way that they positioned it was almost like celebratory like it's back um it's back yeah and it's it's just scary. Um, and even and the term hero and shake is gross. Yeah, like, why are they kind of glamorizing? I guess drug use. Like, that's the weird thing for me. Like, it's so so weird to to say that. Like, it was funny because only probably like a month ago, um, Shameless podcast did a scandal series on Kate Moss. Um, yeah, and she was obviously like you know embroiled in that whole heroin chic she was kind of like the poster, the poster girl, girl not by yeah. her own not by her own you know Accord. like she didn't want to be I guess but mm. it was the media that kind of had her you know at the forefront of that and yeah I had I was listening to it and the thing is I don't remember that like I don't remember heroin chic like I don't think I was really old enough mm. um to remember that term and I remember listening to Shameless and thinking oh my god like as if media publications actually said that back then, like that's insane. And when it came out over the weekend, I was like, oh my God, as if we're ha- that's happening now in 2022, like that is insane. <laughs> it's it's absolutely insane. And it's it's absolutely terrifying. I mean, yeah, glamorizing, glamorizing a term which is associated with severe drug abuse to the point of emaciation. Um, and sort of setting that, yeah. like, you know, pedestaling a body shape, which can only be re- be reached by um, pretty severe food restriction. It's it's really, really scary. And as someone I know, I will always remember Kate Moss's nothing tastes as good as skinny feels sort of as quotes. Skinny and, feels, yeah. and I know that she's since sort of come back on that and said that that is re- was really, really problematic. And I think that potentially she kind of used that and almost like she didn't realize that that was going to be a sound bite that would sort of be iconalized. Is that a word? Yeah. You know, it yes. was just something she said once. Um, but it is, it's really scary because there's going to be, there's going to be no winners in this situation. Um, it's, it's really bad. And I guess like the whole, like the Kardashian, you know, the Kardashians, like obviously yeah, love the Kardashians, love them, but, you know, I think because don't you feel, and I was actually listening to Abby Chatfield's podcast this morning saying how trends just come and go so easily these days. Like if you jump on a trend, don't expect it to, to, to last for, and to, for, to last forever because it won't, like it's literally just a trend. And don't you feel like the Kardashians, it's like, they're kind of like right now, cause they're like, you know, the most famous people on the planet, they're like huge. And the fact that, you know, maybe five, 10 years ago when they first became a thing, it was like, it changed the narrative of like the body type because they had mm. curves, they had a ass, they had, 
they had boobs, they had all of this stuff. And then I think young girls and probably middle-aged women and whatever thought, oh my God, it's coming back. Like this is a thing now, you know, we can embrace our curves. And they really were at the forefront of that. And now, now that they've lost all this weight and they're literally so skinny at the moment, especially like Chloe and Kim, it's like, that's the trend now. And it's just so funny, like that they can literally dictate a trend so easily like this. So that's the thing about the the Kardashians, because I, I do completely agree. You know, they are so, such a cultural barometer when it comes to sort of across the board at the moment, whether it's sort of fashion, um, you know, beauty, body size, and they yeah. are such a, a massive force when it comes to consumers around the world of what I mean even you know their curvaceous figure was always always going to be problematic um was always problematic as well because it wasn't it was a big booty in a tiny waist um which is probably unachievable yeah yeah I, I thought it was really interesting sort of you know while this is all happening what we're seeing in the Kardashian sisters is that actually Courtney is a very healthy size normal size woman at the moment and she only in a, yeah. a couple of weeks ago sort of came out with this quote um basically saying that um the quote was you know I sort of when I was really when I was super skinny it was when she was totally she was really anxious um and she said just know that when I'm super skinny I'm not happy and I feel what's really interesting is I've seen that sort of mm. across the board yeah. I think there's been a number of um you know, in the UK, there's a real sort of diet culture that basically reality stars get get a, get a stardom. They booze and get into some unhealthy habits. They get shoulder tapped and they say, yeah. oh, can you put on a bit more weight so we can do a weight loss video? Then they go through these extreme sort of diets and then they release some sort of weight loss program. It's basically like oh God. a cycle of something that, well, at least five years ago, it was something that mm. happened quite often. And so many of those celebrities, Vicky yeah. Patterson, um, Scarlett Moffat, came out and said basically the measures that they took, they were they looked really skinny, but they were they were all miserable. And one thing about the Kardashians, which really, really seems to be missing from the narrative in terms of Kim and Chloe having lost a whole lot of weight. When I'm going through a lot, I think about times in my life where I have, you know, had a really terrible breakup or something. I am stick thin because I stop eating because I'm stressed or I'm burning more or whatever it is. I just, yeah, that's, yeah. that's when I'm, when I'm the skinniest is when I'm not mm. happy as well. Yes. Chloe and Courtney, I'm Chloe, Chloe and Kim, sorry, have had an atrocious year. Yeah. And yeah. I, as yeah. much as, you know, people are these sort of these diet pills and, you know, obviously they're being poster girls for for this new trend. I also wonder how purposeful their losing of weight is. And, you know, in the case of Chloe, the poor thing, how much that this weight loss is actually a symptom or, or is her coping mechanism. She's going to the gym a lot. She's probably yes. quite stressed and she's like, God, imagine if you've gone through what you've gone through with Tristan. And then you've got like um, oh, 100%. And Kanye. And I'm just like, these aren't happy women right now. If mm -hmm. we knew what is going on, I have no, no doubt. No. Mm. Um it would be, yeah, like you it would there would be an explanation. But then on the other hand, I think of like the latest Kardashian episode. And like to me, it's like whatever. Like to me, I don't I don't find 
it's personally, but it's more just like thinking about the younger generation and people that watch this and people that are triggered by these type of things. Like the most recent episode, Kim is, um, it's about the Met Gala and how she had to lose a bunch of weight to mm. fit into the Maryland dress. And I'm like, oh, maybe it is intentional <laughs> because she's literally like, you know, starving herself and going to the gym a hundred times a day to fit into this dress. And yeah, like, it's just interesting. Like the whole narrative is really interesting. I found that really, like really triggering. Like it was, it's just really, I think every single, every single millennial had a problem at like, you know, uh, some sort of complicated issue, um, complicated relationship with eating um, growing up in the nineties and noughties and what we saw. And I saw that and I was like, oh my goodness, this just takes me back to those crash diets that we used to see, um, even in the Cleos yeah. and those magazines that were. Yeah, the were magazines. Sick. Like I do, I do remember when I was young, like looking at magazines and it was like, you know, the ones where they, the paps would snap celebrities at the beach or like randomly when they're, you know, they're not posing or whatever yeah. and they had cellulite or they looked a little bit you know they looked yeah. curvy and it was like the worst thing in the world and they actually look really skinny like they actually look fine but because it was a wrong angle they would be like oh no Jessica Simpson is a size 10 now and like she's put on weight and I remember seeing this like oh my god like what do you mean and it's just crazy like and I thought like we got so much better like the media like actually like yes we're like the media is very problematic obviously but don't you think you know, I hadn't seen like kind of headlines like that for ages. Maybe I wasn't looking for them. But the fact that the New York Post actually posted that, I was like, wow. I don't need, and I agree. What I don't think thoughts? we've seen, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think we've seen headlines like that for ages. But what I think that we have seen mm-hmm. is this yeah. um, movement from, um, movement of just sort of views around eating or problematic views about eating being swallowed up in a wellness trend. So, you know, yeah. the that girl trend or intermittent fasting, like as far as I'm concerned, like when, and you know, I'm not, no shame on people that do that, but I, I think as soon as like, you know, when I hear something about intermittent fasting, like I'm not eating till midday, I'm doing intermittent fasting and I'm like, or is that part-time eating disorder? Like, and I, I, and I also, you know, trigger warning trigger warning to this and I I say this as a millennial that definitely has had problematic um issues with eating in the past um but that's kind of that's kind of how I felt about I feel about that sort of thing but that girl I'm sorry getting up first thing in the morning going for a walk green smoothies calorie deficit um it's it's it is scary that it's just kind of almost shrouded or cloaked in this wellness wellness um umbrella as opposed to what was originally called which was diet culture um yeah maybe it's like less of like the media feeding it's more like social media now like social media like tiktok on tiktok tiktok can be scary for this because the thing is tiktok is all about algorithms and Mm. i do worry that this is really harmful every now and then you know you end up whether or not it's a a calorie deficit or like a transformation or like bonsai trees bonsai trees or whatever you know it, it might be mm. you just if, if you go down a particular hole you get delivered um you know more content that aligns with that and it's it, it's scary because which is actually just um i'm not are you familiar with the molly russell case in the uk no Mm-mm. so 
there was a case earlier this year where basically this young woman molly russell took her own life um and her dad looked into her social media um and her pre prior social media use um but you know before before she did that um and basically realized that she was consuming a lot of very depressing content um relating mm. to self-harm and depression on her Instagram and the way that she was consuming this content was because the algorithm was delivering was it, to her. it to her. So Pinterest was yeah. re recommending pins related to depression and things like that. So this poor girl ended up down, down this trap. And it's, it's quite interesting. It's one of the first cases of its kind where, um, it was they, like social media was the 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 cause of yeah yeah because yeah, that was never a thing like it I it, this is kind of off topic I guess but like it's still the same but sometimes I was thinking um we we're just saying this yesterday because I had mm. family over um, at my house and we were saying how kids these days like being in school is so different to how it was back back in the day and I'm not that like I'm not saying that I'm that old yes in my in my when I was in high school phones were a thing but iPhones didn't come out until I think I was in year like I think I was in year eight and mm. but the thing is it was so new that no one really had one like I had a flip phone like it was like the flip, you know you didn't have social media but Facebook was a thing but I was never really on Facebook and it wasn't used how it was then mm -hmm. Instagram kind of became a thing I think when I was like in year 10 I want to say I was never even allowed to have social media so I didn't have it but it wasn't as bad as it was like it wasn't a big thing and I was think saying to my family I'm like I cannot imagine like kids these days having to go to school and being on Instagram and TikTok and having a phone and having all of that as well as school and like mm. normal school vibes it must be the weirdest thing to see like it must just be such a weird dynamic like I couldn't imagine being at school and also having to think about oh my god I need to keep my Instagram and TikTok updated and I need to do like what <laughs> absolutely and and that yeah. sort of judgment um I worked with a few charities in the UK um that were sort of about young people using the internet um online in a safe mm. way and that sort of reoccurring theme that came up is how young people judge themselves on the amount of likes that they got and also judge themselves and you know the, bring it back to beauty standards that means that you or I could be going to high school. Um, when we were in high school, I would read Vogue or New yep. Idea or Cleo or whatever it was. And I would be comparing myself, myself to celebrities. Whereas mm -hmm. online, now you're comparing yourself to an edited version of the girl that lives two doors down. Or yeah, like your peer. The hot girl in school. Mm. Yeah, because, and everyone has the ability to look better online and so and then you also compare yourself to yourself but an edited version and apparently mm. what's what's happening more and more particularly um with celebrities and people that have used these editing apps like the face tunes and all of that that yeah we're almost or just generally we're putting up the best photo of ourselves I sometimes look back on my Instagram feed and be like oh my god I was so xyz back then and you forget because you're micro editing your own memories that the picture mm. that you put up of yourself in a bikini in 2017 yeah. was the best photo of probably a hundred photos yeah was, yeah and yeah. it's almost like you're editing editing your memories so you're not only yeah. comparing yourself with magazines you're comparing yourself with the best version of your edited self online and the people around you and it is yeah. a scary world
Yeah, it's so weird. Like, it's actually crazy. I feel really bad for the kids at school, like, these days. Like, I could not imagine, like, having to worry about all the social media stuff while actually being at school. Like, it's so sad. I remember school being fun. Like, you didn't have to worry about your phone. You didn't have to worry about Instagram. Like, you didn't have to worry about that. It was just like, yeah, chill, play with your friends. I don't know. Like, that just didn't happen. But now it's so weird. Even like my, like I have cousins that have a formal and it's like a full competition of like who needs to look the best for their Instagram photos. And like, oh my God, like I can't. I know, I know. Yeah. And what, what designer you're wearing and all of that. Yeah. It's just really, yeah. Thank God, thank God we're the ages that we are. But I think that was... Yeah. It was nice to have that conversation and yeah uh, no it's a good conversation to have and like you know and I'll admit like sometimes like yeah you know I'm not saying that I never have those thoughts of like like I don't have any kind of um you know negative thoughts that really infiltrate me and like my ways of thinking when it comes to eating and stuff like you'll know like you always tell me like you're a great you're a great role model I think you're a fantastic role model yeah (laughs) you're just but I will say like everything yeah, yeah. But like sometimes I do go through the phase of like, oh, you know, like oh, I've I've eaten too much. I'll intermittent fast. And when you actually think of like the if you were to if I was to like actually come on my socials and be like, I'm doing this and I'm like that's so harmful. Like it's just yeah, it's just responsibility, I guess, for these media publications and like the social media stars that we look at to kind of not yeah. really be highlighting these things. We're all fucking grown ups, and the people the people that wrote that article probably grew up in the nineties or noughties, and they oh, they know sure. better. They know sure. better. Oh. So moving on to something a, a little bit lighter. Um, I was I just want to tell you about something I thought was really really interesting. So um, I know last week we were talking about our favorite drinks, um, and I wanted to mm. mention this podcast I thought was really really interesting. Um, yeah. so it is, um, it's an episode on the BBC, the food program podcast. They do really, really interesting sort of episodes on different, different elements, um, of the food industry. And it's about wine and a changing climate. And oh, yeah. obviously we like climate change is, is terrible and all of that. But I thought it was really, really interesting to hear about, um, what this is actually doing for industries around the world and basically the crux of this is that the the English sparkling wine scene um is now getting to the point where it can very much sort of compete with the um the wines coming out of the Champagne region because of the rising temperatures in the UK um, and the more consistent summers that they're having that are enabling grapes to ripen um and it's really interesting so what's happening around the world and obviously um New Zealand has a really massive um, wine industry as does Australia um you know what's happened in France over the last um the last summer um there was massive fires but before that there was these atrociously I think late frosts last year which wiped out quite a lot of the wine region so these um, areas of the world that used to be a lot more sort of reliable for producing wines, and obviously that's why they're chosen to be these mm. these massive sort of wine regions like Champagne or Bordeaux or da da, um, are now maybe not so consistent. But then you've got these new wine regions that are so, super up and coming, like like the UK out in Essex, down in Sussex, and it was a really interesting, interesting listen. Yeah. Okay, so it's a podcast. 
it's a podcast episode yeah i'll put the link in the um in the shallow show notes yeah it was fascinating that's weird yeah okay love that i have to listen i love weird like like um fun facts or like you know weird things like that love a fun fact love a fun fact Mm -hmm. do you have any recommendations this week i have two so i have one a a show do you watch the white lotus yes i haven't watched it though Oh my gosh, the season two is out. Oh, season two, yeah. I've watched the, because it's so annoying. It's coming out in like per week. It's so bloody annoying. I wish it just came out all at once. But um, for episode one and two, and I've watched both of them. And oh my God, like I literally love that show. It's literally my favorite show ever. It's the best. It's so, so good. You guys have to all watch it. It's a bit weird. Like it's very, like it's odd, but it's so good. And I love that it's set in a hotel. Like anything set in like a hotel just makes me feel like happy. <laughs> I don't know why. Just makes me feel like I'm on a holiday. So yeah, well, the White Lotus. I watched it on binge. Um, and if you guys are looking for a TV show to watch at the moment, I would recommend. And then secondly, um, I bought the most amazing Charlotte Tilbury flawless filter dupe. So cheap, and you can get it at Chemist Warehouse. The Maybelline Instant Perfector Glow. For oh my goodness it was never it was never available in australia it was always overseas everyone would get it from overseas maybelline like in france and stuff but oh my god it just landed in australia in chemist warehouse i bought it i cannot tell you how good this stuff is I, that's all i've been wearing it's basically like flawless filter so much cheaper same vibe and it's so fucking good you need to get it i hope it's in new zealand i will have a look because Let's be honest, that Mecca is not keeping up with the demand of Charlotte Tilbury products. Oh, They're Charlotte missing Tilbury. Massive, massive sale opportunities. Um, everyone I know is waiting on a flawless filter. Yeah. Oh, this is so, so good. And it's so much cheaper. It's so good. I really recommend it. It's amazing. Oh, Worth amazing. I yeah. am going to jump on there. We'll put the link in um, the show notes, yeah. but we'll also... I'm going to see if it's available in New Zealand. We'll let you know. We'll add it to the stories. Yes, we'll let you know. I've actually got another recommendation as well, another TV show. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you watched The Inside Man on Netflix yet? No, but I've seen it. I think it's on my list. Should I watch it? It is so good. I mean, it's got Stanley Tucci in it, who's obviously a legend. Oh, my sister told me about that. My sister told me about that, and she said it's amazing. Oh, okay. It is so, so good. So it's about an American yeah. death row pris- um, prisoner. So that's um, Stanley Tucci, who's got this, he used to be a criminologist. Um, he's got this um, sideline sort of side hustle in solving mysteries. And he helps this journalist that um, searching for a missing friend. It is really good. It's only four episodes, pretty pacey. And yeah. um, it's, yeah, I just finished it in one night because it's only it was only okay, four oh hours God. and it's really really good yeah it's, it's really so really good yeah. another recommendation i watched the good nurse on netflix have you watched that on netflix it's Someone um, else was telling me this was really good. Oh my God, it is really, really good, but so like it's so crazy that that happened. It's based on a true story about a nurse who basically was like killing his patients um but like very discreetly and it's crazy, but it's such a good movie. It's so, so good. You need to watch it. Oh, love this. Mm. So mm. many recommendations this way. I know. It's wild.
So I think that's all we've got time for today. <laughs> I think so. That was good. There was a lot of recommendations in there for you guys. I hope you guys a lot of recommendations. <laughs> a lot of recommendations. So good. yeah. Go enjoy a hearty, healthy lunch. Get a side of fries. <laughs> I've got roast well, potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, like... gonna have... I'm gonna go study the menu for this place and have a look. Yeah, do you do um, Yeah. Very keen. Amazing. Amazing. Well we'll chat to you guys next week. Hope you like this episode. If you want to hear us talk about kind of, you know, a bit deeper into conversations that are happening social media and like in culture and stuff like we're happy to do that more but yeah we yeah let us know because yeah this was definitely sort of a, a move away from how we usually um what we sort of usually talk about on the podcast so we'd love to hear your feedback if this was the episode that you enjoyed um so yeah cool guys thanks for joining us in the bye. <laughs> bye